Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favour and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. The show John came down for. There was like three months oh. ago. And... Oh, the anniversary show. I thought he was talking uh, about oh, your oh, anniversary. Are we actually up to that in the, in the release schedule, Harlan? Uh, you know what? Welcome to episode 245 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan uh, hanging out in my appropriately fraternally distanced manner. With my uh, good brother and partner in crime, worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening. <laughs> Hi, Titan. Really? I command the dogs. <laughs> it's Cerberus. Uh, we have Sir John. Hola. Sir John the Shiny. Did you? Uh, yeah. Is he shiny? Uh, yeah. He's got the. I'm not. Did you I'm not wearing the. Did you wax yeah, today, John? No, I, I've actually got a, some stubble going on, and it's driving Uh-oh. me slightly crazy. Ah. So. I thought he's referring to my uh, shirt that keeps me safe while I'm jogging at night. Oh, me too. Jogging. I love, uh, I love the whole northerner thing where y'all wear like long sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts because it's yeah, it's a thing, man. At least for me, yeah, layers, layers are, are are super important when it's cold, Harlan. Ah, uh, yeah. Then we have uh, Scotty from the block. Hello, everybody. And. Uh, that's just the three of us, four of us, and my newly replaced bottle of Larceny, uh, which now lives on my desk so that it doesn't go into Arnold Palmas. Or any Horrible. other mixed drinks. Horrible. Horrible. So, no one's going to hear this in town, but remember, fellas, it's Mother's Day weekend coming up. Yeah, no, you might hear it in time for next year. <laughs> Potentially. You know what? Because we're in this pandemic time, I've uh, managed to carve a couple of hours each day out to get a show done um, for, well, two days now. A couple of hours each day. Which which Bruce has yet to do. It takes a couple hours. I'm like halfway done. It's not my fault you talked for like six hours, John. See? That was a a couple hours to crank out a show. from the beginning of editing till it's posted and done with and YouTube's cleaned up and all that. Um, so I've been trying to do one a day. I've made it two days out of three this week. So that's a decent, decent success rate at this rate. I'll be caught up in, uh, well, about another week. Um, so <laughs> as I was editing the one from yesterday, which would be uh, episode 233 that I put out, Tony was on that show, and we were talking. Oh, this is so bad. We were talking about Hanukkah, and Tony started. We went into different holidays or whatever. And Tony, being a smartass, mentioned, you know, since this will be timely before the show's published, 
I wanted to talk to you about why you should go to a Passover Seder. <laughs> and I called him out and yelled at him because he was being a complete. <laughs> and then I thought as I was uploading that show, like, oh, God, Passover was weeks ago. Oh, that's so great. Oh, this is real bad. This is real, real bad. Have you told him about this yet? Don't no, tell he can never know. He needs to wait for the episode to come out to hear but it. This right, year. I should be. I should be caught up uh, here in about a week. Although this is going to add another day recording another show, but um, it study stream of content. Like our fans may uh, engorge themselves on almost an episode a day for a span of time. I, I don't know if they'll know what to do with themselves. You know, the two fans that are left, but maybe we'll get that reaction that Dan Carlin got. Cause if you hadn't seen yet, uh, common sense has a new episode. Hey, for the first time in years. Far more regularly than Dan Carlin. Yes, we do. <laughs> we we can say that. Significantly yes. more so. At least but, four times as much. But barely. <laughs> that being said, his episodes are about 1,000 times the quality of ours. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But I mean, come on. That's that's like that's like we, Being we a do. high school basketball player and talking about how you're not as good as Michael Jordan, like you, you just let's compare apples to apples here. Yeah, we're, uh, just we're, we're succeeding better volume. than other Masonic After Lodge non informative but still somewhat Masonic podcasts. The fact that we're the only show in that category is beside the point. We are the best in our category. <laughs> Winner by default. Just, just why you gotta add the by default? Just winner. Like there uh, are no winners here. Yeah, that's true. And chicken dinner. Just got a survey today from the grandmaster uh, asking everyone's opinion on how we should go about restarting Masonic labors with a series of options, all of which are bad. Every lodge is sovereign. Let them do what they do. That was what I was trying to say, but there was no box for that. Yeah. Um, so uh, our options were to have lodge meetings limited to the number allowed by the government on any given meeting night, and the master has to dismiss whoever is more than that number, and he gets to choose who stays and who goes. And you're not allowed to have dinner. You're not allowed to do any degree work. That one's huh. all around. And I thought, well, I guess if you take those last two requirements, then having too many people at Lodge won't be an issue. So, I mean, if you're not allowed to do degree work, like what? So we can just, you know, have a parking lot party. I was talking to our senior warden about getting a fire pit and some lawn chairs and a bottle of whiskey and, uh, just having a, a lodge night parking lot party. Which I used to think sounded really dumb, but then uh, we had a really big special weekend for folks in our end of Pennsylvania uh, back at the beginning of the month. And we decided we were going to have a neighborhood party, like like a yard party. And I was like, well, that's quaint, but whatever, I'll do it. Like, everybody's out in yard, lawn chairs out at the end of their driveway, like, you know, yelling at everyone else. Um, that ended up being, like, a ton of fun. Maybe I've just been cooped up so long that 
that seems fun now, but any interaction seems. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, uh, you had like people driving down the street and, you know, slowing down and like yelling out the window. It, it was, it was goofy and entertaining and like a weird neighborhood thing to do. Cause like everybody on the street was out at the end of their driveway. Um, so that made me think maybe we could do a lodge, uh, like a lawn chairs, you know, in a six feet circles around the around a around a fire pit. Throw back some throw back some whiskey, smoke some cigars, make fun of who's not there and who is there, and just everybody because that's what we do. By the way, buddy, uh, what happened last Saturday? What do you mean? I mean, we were supposed to have lodge, and it never happened. Not lodge, of course, but oh, the virtual lodge. lodge thing. Yeah. Well, I, I had told a few guys like just go to Jitsi and start a, start a thing, and you know, go to town. I, uh, I was tangled up at that um, very local holiday party that night. Hmm. Um. The beginning of May is a very special time here. We are a very um, Hispanic community, and we celebrate Cinco de Mayo strongly. Uh, see, uh, see what I said, Harlan. Let's go with that. Um, I, I would have gone like we we also celebrated mandate. Cinco de Mayo quite festively here. Um, I think Mexican Independence Day is better than our Independence Day because on Mexican Independence Day, the fireworks come from my bum. Wait, do you think Cinco de Mayo is the Mexican Independence Day? Is that not what it is? It's not. Yeah, no, it's not. That shows you my uh, knowledge of Mexican culture. Fireworks and bums. Bruce, I really do think he is the accidental racist now. Take back everything I said. You know, I'm starting to not think it's an accident, Scott. (laughs) So it's close enough. It's like two or three times, okay, but five plus is a pattern. Hold on. A detective. Hold on. Wikipedia says it's the celebration of the Mexican victory over French forces at the Battle of Puebla. Has nothing to do with their independence, though. It's still a military victory. I'm taking something. I'm, I'm, I'm taking partial credit for this. There was a battle, sure. Military, military victories. There wasn't a battle on our Independence Day, though. There was a letter signed and sent to the king, and then a middle finger given, basically. But no war, no battles. So, Cinco de Mayo is celebrating a victory? You celebrate military victories in most places with pyrotechnic displays. It's a common pattern. So, my thing about the fireworks... Coming from my bum is still funny and partially relevant, and I, I yeah, I got nothing. With, with you being Jewish, should it be a Roman candle? What? <sighs> See, who's ignorant of whose culture now? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was making a Jesus oh. reference, Bruce. Mm. It was bad, mm. but you know. I gotta put my head down. For a I minute. was still closer to the meaning of another country's day of the month holiday, so the fifth of May. I was still closer to 
the truth on that than most Americans are of what the Fourth of July is about. So this whole thing is you saying credit. you have a black friend. No, I don't have. That's I have, a, I have. I have a sibling. Like that's not even the same thing. I have a token sibling. <sighs> Doesn't mean you like him, Harlan. See? Of course I don't like him. He's been more successful than me and better looking and no. He is, he is pretty much even better than on the show this round for the zany commentary. He's, he's what? He's he's far more handsome. No, he's the ladies man. He's always <clears throat> been more accomplished than I and somehow he did it with ever without ever going to college cuz he's just yeah, that guy. Ah. <sighs> Nobody likes being shown up by their younger brother, Bruce. Why you got? Why is everybody poking at my pain points tonight? You just show them. Yeah, because I try to be open and vulnerable with you guys. You're my brothers. I thought that's what we do. And then, and no good, no good. I feel like I dropped a soap in prison. Won't be doing that anymore. I mean, we're just trying to help you work through your problems. See? Yeah, that's what my therapist said before I fired him. Problem was, he went yeah. to a dude. Well, it's a good thing oh, you don't God. pay us. Yeah. <laughs> don't I, though? I am unfireable. Unless, of course, uh, I get within six feet of my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if. It, do you want to talk about that, or do we just want to, like, bleep that you out? You know, like, it, it's it's fine. I don't mind. So, uh, I work at the, the, the milk plant sorting and delivering milk all day. Uh, my girlfriend is a uh, milkmaid. She sorts the milk there and gives it to the milk carriers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was today instituted a rule of no people are allowed to get within six feet of each other, social distancing and, and, and all that. No milk on milk contact. No, right. Yeah, no, you might get the cartons uh, contaminated. So anyway, when... <laughs> I'm getting ready to leave today, and I go and I kiss my girlfriend goodbye, and I'm getting ready to leave, and the boss comes walking up to me, and he's like, I I saw you do that. If you keep doing that kind of stuff, I'm going to have to send you home. Yeah, that's just effing dumb. Like I said earlier, this is dumb. It's, It's causing undue strife in a time when strife is not needed. Yeah, I mean that that dude knows. Like, I'm I'm next to her two thirds of the day. Like the rest of the time that we're not there, literally. It's an election year. Strife is never needed more than in an election year. I asked Harlan if I had grounds to um, make him make me leave, and Harlan said, "Maybe." Harlan gave the proper attorney answer of. I said it depends. Yeah. <laughs> Harlan said, "How much you paying?" <laughs> the lawyer answer is always, "It depends." <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that's 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 the whole thing. I don't know. That's not really a situation. It is what it is. It is a situation because I'm fairly certain you're not the only person that's ever had this come up, and you know, it takes some common freaking sense. I mean. Like they want, if if let's say for example you come up with coronavirus, like the rule is, is that 
anybody in your household would have to stay home too and self quarantine until right. it's over. So For two weeks, yeah, yeah, until you, you, yeah, whatever it is. So they shouldn't care. You're an adult, right? And especially since you're off the clock at that point, and you're leaving. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even there. I'd do it again. Well, and while Bruce is an adult, he works for a large organization that can't function like a large cohesive adult type place. Yeah, the, well, the I, I USDA I, is a very large nationwide organization, John. It, that it is, is true. It is. And they're like extra busy right now since yep. nobody can go get their own milk. That's kind of the other thing is I wanted to be to the guy like, I've been here every day. I'm here six days a week. Like, really? This is your, this is, this is the mountain you want to fight me on. Mm-hmm. I'm a good worker. She's a good worker. All this shit's going on. Anyway, I don't know. But that's the problem. You work for a large union bureaucracy. Being yeah, a good no, worker. It, it doesn't matter you, if I'm a good worker. You're right. Yeah. That makes Confident. you, uh, Confidence you gets you guy. struck. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, if your productivity is too high, you're screwing over your union brothers. Don't you know? <laughs> right. uh, oh, oh, I know. You deliver a set bottle of milks and not one more. Not one more. <laughs> unless you want to get beat down like a scab. <sighs> anyway. Shot. Nobody can beat me because they can't do it from six feet away. So, it's I'm, I'm good. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, what's he, is he going to escort you out from six feet away? Is that, is that how that works? I, uh, yeah, they, I you know I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, so, I'm not sure how that works. If you've ever been to your local milk office, like back behind the counter, they have that really long pole with like the wire noose on the end of it. Like that's that's what that's for. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dog catcher pole. Yeah. Man. I mean, normally it's meant for patrons of the milk office, but. Sometimes you could use it for workers. Going dairy. <laughs> hey, kids get a little crazy when the milk is gone. They've even made video games about it. Uh, wait. Yep. I was. Yep. Yep. No, I know what he's talking about. Yep. No, nope. I, I was thinking of the the a different one where you throw bundles of news at people's houses, but Paperboy. Yeah. That game was fun. Uh, oh, I, uh, I've also had a bit of time to, uh, to soak in some Netflix, which is another new thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, after finishing Breaking Bad in like a month's time, which seems kind of crazy. And Westworld, the finale. Oh, uh, yeah. Is I, it I over? That. Yes, I just saw the finale oh, uh, the other night. I thought you were going to say I was prepared to call you bad names. Anyway, I haven't seen Westworld. It was it was good. I need to watch it again. There was I'm a lot of stuff. Caught up. It was quite good. Uh, I, I managed to catch the uh, inside the Freemasons, the the five episode mm-hmm. documentary oh, yeah. that ugly cooperated on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's they, they drink a lot in there. But after watching it, I I approve. It gets Harlan's seal of approval. It's I, I have sent every old past Mason that has told me that there's no drinking in the Masonic Lodge. I told him to watch. You got Netflix inside the Freemasons. Go watch that. 
Talk to me when you're done. They come up, well, not in America. Man. Yeah. Freemasonry is an American institution, Scotty. That's why mm. we have the America flag and the picture of George Washington required in every lodge. And after lodge podcast now. That's why we put an A in the middle of the square and compass. Yes. America. There you go. Um, so I, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I kind of put it on just for like background material, but then it's got to be the first Masonic documentary, like serious documentary I've ever seen that doesn't delve into the usual, well, the usual Masonic tropes. It's, just you, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. Have you not seen um, what thirty third degree and beyond? Thirty three beyond. Yeah, but that, that's what I meant about like a big outfits documentary, like that one. You had to. So we all saw that, but it was mostly Masons that were seeing it. Mm. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't taken up by a major production studio that I'm aware of. Maybe it was. Um, it's definitely not like on Netflix and like random people who have nothing to do with masonry have seen it. I got you. Yeah. Uh, Anybody watches it, conspiracy theory stuff would probably pick it up at some point. But his sequel's actually on uh, Amazon. There's a sequel to oh, Thirty Third Degree and Beyond. He I made didn't know one. That. He uh, Johnny Royal made one called Illuminated. It was it's a, a look into the Bavarian Illuminati, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, I can't can't say it's bad i mean it's not i don't think it has nearly the depth that his current one does because there's a lack of resource material but it's pretty solid it's worth a watch i'll have to check it out i sent the the netflix one to uh to my mother and father-in-law and some other folks who've been curious and i never knew where to point them and then i was like this is this is quite poignant like if there was something I wanted my mother-in-law to know about what is Freemasonry, like watch this, just watch this. Illuminated yeah. is uh, free with Prime, you guys. Yep. Yes, it is. Okay, I'll have to check that out. I'll, I'll watch it Let's tomorrow. See. I remember when my mom asked, I I just gave her a copy of uh, uh, Hodap's book, uh, Freemason's Guide for Dummies. I'm like, here you go. My mom's a reader, so I'm like, here you go. And then I gave her the Idiot's Guide to Freemasonry written by uh, S. Brent Morris, which is a lot more thick <laughs> or a lot more heavy of a read than Hodap's work. But Gotcha. Yeah, it's always interesting. Like, the conspiracy theorist guys out there are always like, well, you don't know. You're not a high enough degree yet. It's like that's their answer for Every any time I'm like, no, dude, that's just not what happens. It's, it's like, oh, what what right? What right and what degree? Oh, Scottish right. No, that only goes to thirty-three. Right. Ninety-seven. No, now you're dealing with the 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 offshoots of the offshoots. Yeah. That's it. Now you're dealing with like Memphis Misram. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We talked. We we talked a lot about that last show. Didn't we? We talked about the conspiracy theorists. Uh, probably comes up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. When I actually, on my year as master of my lodge, when I was doing the both lodges at the same time, I, as kind of like a a mixer for the two groups before the merger happened. Um, 
I just I invited everybody over to my house and we watched Thirty uh, Third Degree and Beyond and um, and it was funny. The only brothers that came out were the ones not from my home lodge. They were from the I, other one. I had the same problem because we did a show in my last year as master of my <clears throat> lodge, and uh, I had three guys from my lodge show up. Mind you. I'm trying to remember if I, I think I did this on a state of communication night. Um, but then I had like 10 from neighboring lodges that wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I mean, I was sorely disappointed in my lodge and I didn't exactly hide that fact, but yeah, yeah. It was, but it was good. It was fun. And it was, it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a well-produced show. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of the guys from my mother lodge, like you got to keep in mind that like we had a lot of money as a singular lodge, but we didn't have a lot of manpower. And really, they were playing ring around the officers' chairs for years. They were all doing everything. And, like, doing one more Masonic event just would have just... If they could say no, they would. Um, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if y'all want these lodges merged, you're going to be sitting in a lodge with these guys, and we're moving to their night. So... You might want to get to know him a little bit more. He's oh well, I know so and so from the shrine and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, all right, okie dokie. Just uh, free food, a, a good show, and and honestly, a lot of the guys stayed around afterward and just talked, which was great. It was the first time that I saw like an after lodge type vibe with that group. So. They do a lot of stuff at the grotto. A lot, all of them go to the grotto. They have a um, their social club from that lodge was called the Square Club, and ours is the Common Gavel. Um, theirs is more social. Ours is more fundraising. So, oh, ours is the the Tile Float Club, but to each their own. I'm starting the uh, Murder and Treason Only Club. You mentioned that. It's already been started. Scott. Sorry, I'm starting a club up in our shrine called the Flying Monkeys. So, mm-hmm. Wait, you guys have trapeze clubs? No, no, we're drinkers. <laughs> oh, Thought so eventually a trapeze club, once there's enough booze. Yeah, no, it, we're, we're speculative trapezists. <laughs> the leotard is used for the more noble and glorious purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the neck brace. Uh, yeah, the pass is going to be. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't let go. The thong back leotard was used for. Yeah. No, no we're men here. There's, there's none of that. It's 2020. Don't you kink shame? It all just hangs out. I, why would I kink? I'm, I'm the one that brought Banana Hammock as a sponsor to this show. <laughs> a couple times, once, once or twice. Well, uh, Harlan, believe it or not, it, it, it wasn't drinking that he's been I, doing with the Canada Dry Ten. Yeah, I mean, mm. Scotty, I've, I've got a, I've got an entire room dedicated to pink feather ticklers. Like I. I don't kink shame anybody. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, you come on over, brother. 
you come on over. I'm socially distancing right now. I'll have to come over afterward. Giggity. Yeah, you can wear a mask. I've got those too. Yeah. Special masks. They've got like little zippers on the face and everything. You know what? That brings something up I want to actually say. So about three or four years ago, um, it was right before or right after when my daughter was born, my wife's uncle came to town and he helped us with a bunch of repairs for the house. He's kind of a handyman guy. Um, so anyway, we're all at the end of the day, we order pizza, wings, that sort of thing. We're looking for something to watch on Netflix. And he goes, dude, Pulp Fiction was a great movie. And I, and I sat there just like this. I was like, I've never seen it. And I sat there and watched it for the first time. And he's going, dude, you're going to love the gimp. He's hilarious. He's like funny. And then like, it comes on. I'm like, is that it? Okay. I was raised on the internet. I've seen this. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what your. It shows up in my in my Facebook chats. Huh? Like I've, is it? This was so shocking. It's kind of like the same way when I saw The Exorcist for the first time. I mean, I was a teenager the first time I saw it. Now, granted, when it came out, it, it was groundbreaking. But looking at at it now, my dad, I was sitting with my dad watching it, and I was like, "Is it really?" Yeah. Okay. Kind of like you know when your when your son comes of age in the modern era, and you. Uh, I don't think you'd do that with your son, maybe a nephew or something. But you got that like that premiere signature edition limited copy uh, VHS, and you're like, man, you ain't never seen nothing like this. And these like, <laughs> have you ever heard of the internet? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, with me, everything goes goes back to adult entertainment because I work in IT, so I'm painfully aware that the internet is for porn. That is its yeah. function. Everything else is ancillary functionality. Like all the other apps on your phone that don't make phone calls, that's the rest of the internet. The phone button is porn. Like it's it's <laughs> the internet was built for a purpose. Everything else is ancillary. I can say yeah. the same thing about all of our technology, actually. Arguably yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. The whole idea yeah. of having a VCR or, in your house came from the advice you more free time so you can watch more porn. No. That, yeah. Harlan, I would make the argument that the point of everything that every male does is porn. It, it, it extends far beyond the internet. Well, it does, but I, you know, the internet's my world because that's, that's what I do. So, um, hmm. But yeah, and in fact, all of the like platform wars that we bring up earlier in the show, like the VHS versus Betamax and Blu-ray versus HD DVD, et cetera, et cetera, like all of those battles were decided by whichever format the porn industry backed was the ultimate victor. Absolutely true. Um, and the internet, like major platform plays, are based on the adult entertainment industry. Um, broadband being widely accessible and in everyone's home was driven by the porn industry. Uh, more top level domains was okay, not solely because of the porn industry, but they had a big say in it because you know there were only so many dot com org and nets and Before imagine the world where you could have dot xxx and dot everything else. Yeah, it's oh online payments. 
pretty sure PayPal was started so people could pay for porn. You literally can't any ever like. But if you have if you have eclectic enough tastes, like you know Tony's really into certain varieties of mustard, and and it's hard to find that for free. Oh. I've typically found on the normal, on the on the, the the shallow web, if you will. If you're gonna drop sixty bucks for a porn, I say <laughs> drop, He's drop in the shallow web. Fifty. I say don't drop sixty bucks for the porn. Drop fifty bucks for a used laptop, and you treat it like. You download all the porn you want. Once it starts acting funky, uh, it's exactly it's like a burner process. phone. Yeah, it's but for porn. Don't yeah. let it into your house. <laughs> yeah, don't use it up to your Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Don't let your kids use it. You gotta ask it if it's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> because Scotty, it's not allowed to lie to you. If you ask it, it has to tell right. you. Right. <laughs> ask uh, it if it has any recording devices. Yeah, and then my my only problem is if you're gonna drop sixty bucks on a porn like a even a, a DVD, you can get them for cheaper. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't shop for those. However, if you're gonna drop sixty bucks on a porn that's like an hour and a half long, if you need an hour and a half of material, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, right? I was gonna say I, I've never, I've never really made it past the opening credits. So. Hold on now, guys. I gotta disagree. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey, man. <laughs> I got, no, no. I don't have. I, got, I, don't, I, don't I have got time or the care to journey, Scott. I don't <laughs> want a journey. I've got a spouse I'm for that. She loves journey. I have. I have shit the to band. do. I need to empty things out so my brain fe- brain cells will fire in succinct order again. You're not wrong. And I got five minutes. But like, have you all ever seen those pie graphs on Reddit where they're just like? It's it's like mostly yellow and there's like a little sliver that's blue and the yellow parts uh it's all about time masturbating and all the yellow is like finding the right video. And the little and the little sliver sliver is like actually doing it. Yeah. You know, I I may or may not have been able to, you know, substantiate that pie graph. However, um yeah, no, this is good therapy time, brothers. You're making me feel a lot better about so proclivities. About some of the things you do. Seg- or don't. It's just good to know what other guys think. Yeah. Segwaying from um, masturbatory habits and the pornography consumption. Um, last time we got together, we were talking about a D and D game. That's a rough transition. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah. What? You need to work on your transition, Scott. It's something. Hey, they're both something that virgins do. So I figured. Um, you know, he. Ain't wrong. I almost don't even want to acknowledge the subject change just because of how bad that was. No, no, but the correlation equation he threw in there that 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 works. Uh, no, works. you saved that, it. Right. You saved it. Yeah, virgins got it. Fine. Well, uh, <laughs> Bruce is like, I don't like. I it, want to talk about porn, but I'll let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a subject I care about. But you're on thin ice, there, son. I don't like uh, it. I don't agree with it, but I accept it. Right. I'll allow it. So, um, so we were talking about how we might go about it um, last time, and I've really went deep dive into my old D and D stuff. Yeah, and I sent you guys a bunch of messages, and I was sitting here waiting with bated anticipation, and um, you guys didn't see it. Massively anticipation. Um, well, I'm pretty I, sure man, what happened is everybody was waiting for Harlan to answer, and then Harlan was waiting to not answer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel so, like it's ambivalent. I've been busy designing another my my next piece of furniture, so I've like when I'm not working or in meetings. That's a weird about. way to phrase that, Harlan. Can we go more in depth, or is that? Well, you know, I built that that bulldozer for my boy yeah. for his birthday, and my daughter's birthday is coming up, and so what's good for one is good for the other. And so she wants a loft bed with a desk because she wants to have a home office like daddy to do all her hmm. homework and artwork and whatever. Oh, that's cool. Right on. And so yeah. Kim's youngest has one of those. It works pretty well, actually. It, been, it's good for maximizing space. It is, although space isn't really an issue in her room, but she just really, she's always wanted a bunk bed. Like she was real excited when she found out she was having a sibling because she thought that meant she'd have a bunk bed. And then when she oh. found out that I was moving my office so that we could put the baby in its own room, and then she was heartbroken, not because she wanted to share a room with a sibling, but because she wanted a bunk bed. And so we figured this out, and we're like, that way she can have the bunk bed she always wanted, and also a desk, and it works. Being Unfortunately, up high in the summertime sucks, just speaking from someone who shared a room with his brother yep. and was on top bunk. No, I did it too. I know, but her—that's what she wants. Her heart's set on it. So, and I—I I have to build something that's unique and special because I did it for her brother, and it's—it's it's a thing. Kids apparently really latch on to the "daddy built this for me" thing. Uh, mm. My boy still tells everybody when he tells them about his bed, and he's like, "My dad built it for me." He's real like little chest puffs out and i'm like ah oh, well shit i can't argue with that i don't blame him so, that's awesome like that's a that's a point of pride for kids yeah it, it my dad can beat up your dad right yeah so i have to uh i don't know how i'm gonna compete with that bed with a loft desk because you know you now have to beat up everybody's dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> so anyway i've been drawing up designs and stealing stuff from Anna White and Pinterest and everywhere else trying to like piece together how I want to do this. Um, and I've, I've got a whole stack of, of crumpled up grid paper where I've thrown away and started over. And, and that's what I've been doing instead of answering black messages. Might actually be easier for you to like buy and change. There's a lot of those out there. There are, there are, I've looked at, uh, I've, I feel like I've looked at all of them at this point. Um, I've been through Pottery Barn. I've been through Amazon. I've been through Target and everywhere else. Drawing inspiration or finding something that I could take and twist around and modify. I think I've finally settled on what I'm going to do. Um, hopefully I don't change my mind again. Uh, this set of drawings has been uncrumpled into a ball and thrown away for almost 24 hours. So I think this may be it. Hmm. Um, I went through this with a tractor or the bulldozer thing too. Uh, that was a little easier because people had already built exactly what I wanted to build. And it was just kind of borrowing what they did and putting some customizations on it. Well, you know, if uh, once if your when your boy ever does grow out of that, you know, you just put a square and compass on and sell it to Josh. Um, I, I'm definitely that's definitely going to stay in the Masonic family. Um, when he's finished with it, I don't know where it'll go, but it'll be to some, it'll be to 
to a Lewis somewhere. Um, that's we'll see whose kid's interested when the time comes. I figure he's got a good six years left though. Cause I tested it on some of the neighbor kids who are like nine, 10 and 11. Um, and they came over to tell him happy birthday and they all thought it was awesome and would absolutely love to have one. So I think like nine is probably the magic age for where he's going to start thinking, okay, maybe I need to not sleep in a bulldozer bed. Although there was a there was a twelve year old and he still thought it was awesome. I was gonna like, say it's, totally it's probably gonna be like eleven or twelve. Yeah, like the the middle schooler said, "No, I wouldn't be ashamed to sleep in this. This is totally awesome. Can you build me one?" Right, that's great. So, um, his will last a little longer. My daughter, I I don't know, but uh, this will definitely be easier to build. Um, just just because it's. It's not it, – well, it's just not that bed. That bed had a lot of – well, you guys saw it. Like those yeah, that, that's tracks like on either parts. side. Each track has uh, has 48 individual, like, chunks of track that I had to cut out and sand and paint. And, yeah. It was that just – has to weigh a metric ton. It does. Um, it – it definitely is is quite heavy. In fact, I'm a little concerned because it's on the second floor, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> hope these joists are up to code and this house was built well. We'll find out later if it wasn't. Uh, but he's still loving it. She's very excited about hers, and I've been uh, been working. Although I've I also gave myself six weeks to build his, and I've got like two and a half weeks to build this one. So, eh. hopefully, I'm gonna be cutting it close. So, if you guys can't get a hold of me in the next couple weeks, it's because I'm <laughs> playing uh, mad scientist in my garage, or I cut a finger off because it's only a matter of time till that happens too. You're a little overdue. Uh, I've I've done much more carpentry than I thought I would, and still have all my digits. So. It, yeah, it's a matter of time. Although things are safer now than they used to be, so maybe that maybe that norm has changed. Because I've met a lot more people who do carpentry and have all ten fingers. Um, still follow my grandfather's advice, though, of never hire a carpenter with ten fingers. That's so if I was hiring a professional to build furniture, that that's what you do. You look at his hands. I think there's a rule too. If he if he's missing three fingers, you you also don't hire him. Like one to two fingers gone is the magic number. Yeah, no, there's a fine line there. Yeah, if you cut off more than that, it just means you don't learn. <laughs> uh. So, um, getting back to the D and D. Mm-hmm. You are very persistent, dude. Come on. The answer, I, I yes, Scott. I did a lot of work uh this this week on this um so did we you? got i did what did you do tell us about it so i did two things uh i checked on 4.0 and 5.0 editions um dnd has had different um play models essentially for the past forever years that they've been around um 4.0 is what i used to play uh but 5.0 is the newest and current and it's I'm told it's a little bit more streamlined even 
um, was there's not enough customization to it, so I'm told. Um, so I reached out to a friend of mine. Uh, her name's Julie. She uh, she actually runs an online D and D group. Um, she's been running it for like two years, and she DMs her her games. Um, she uses a uh, a program called Roll Twenty. That might have been the one I was looking at. I'm I'm pretty sure that is because that sounds really familiar. So after yeah, the yeah. last show, I looked. Uh, Steam has a tabletop simulator, which is what I thought you guys were. Uh, Scotty, you sent that in the Slack group, didn't you? Yeah. So if I were running it without any kind of advice whatsoever, I would say everybody needs to spend the twenty dollars a piece and get the tabletop simulator, and I'll get it all set up for us, and we'll just play. Um, and we'll do four point but I started talking to her about it, and um, because, uh, well, she's got a whole lot more time on her hands right now with the coronavirus stuff and all that, um, she had offered to run us through a campaign on 5.0, and she would DM the 5.0 campaign and basically just show us the ropes. Um, now, I could show you the ropes on 4.0 and do all that, but way she's kind of explained it to me um it's just way nicer to do 5.0 and she's actually even willing to come on the show and kind of run us through it um i know it'd be a little different to have a lady on the uh, after lodge podcast but i figured you know i've seen ladies up at the lodge after lodge we've had worse guests right and uh, she and I told her I was talking to you guys tonight finally about it, uh, and she said um, a little information. Um, I'm just going to read it verbatim. The campaign would be running a short. This would be a running a short campaign that would last a total between five and eight sessions, depending on how quickly the group moves through things. It just spans levels one through five, but is but it is a fun little adventure with a lot of role playing and dungeon crawling. Again, I do not mind being on camera, uh, but I would like for session zero not to be filmed, so that you guys have comfortable with, uh, so we can get comfortable with the group, and and we can get to uh, know each other. Essentially, is what she's saying. Uh, so session zero would be us rolling our characters, um, and teaching Harlan how to play, basically giving you a primer on how to play. And I told her, I said, well. Look, I I understand where you're coming from with the with the recording and whatnot, but um, I personally told I I think that we should still record it and see if it's even show worthy, and then if it's not trash it, if so keep it, um, because honestly I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing um, newbies kind of learn about D and D. You know, there's there's plenty of brothers I know that like before all this stuff happened, um, I was actually talking to some of the guys uh, from the other side of the lodge, uh, and there's like a bunch of older guys that I would never have expected to play D and D do or did play D and D back either when they're in the military or when they're a little younger or what have you, or they play with their kids. And when I say their kids, I'm talking about their adult children. Um, I honestly. If y'all want to do the 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 five, because see the thing is, is the roll twenty, it's completely cus- uh, customizable, and uh, the 
the DM is the only person that really needs a subscription to anything. So the program is free to use, but the subscription you get all the, like the preloaded content and all that. So the uh, the DM basically would set up the um, set up the game, and you guys would load into it. Kind of how like how you set up the Jitsi chat, Harlan. You just you set it up and invite us to it. Um, so. Uh, from my understanding is is that if she runs us through the game, by the time we're, we're done and me talking to her in between games and whatnot, I'll be able to run us in a 5.0. And, of course, I just linked it in our Slack channel here, um, all the 5.0 edition modules and all that. The module she mentioned, um, let's see. I'm kind of just going back through my chat with her. Uh, through Discord, just because it, it's a legit module from um, Wizards of the Coast, which is the company that makes D and D. If anyone didn't know that, um, let's see here. I should have just had it up. <laughs> let's see, what was it called? I'm fine with either. I don't care. Um, I don't know the difference. I think, obviously, I think, like, you should just pick whichever one you think more people play and more now, people would listen to. Nowadays, I think people would play, uh, would say 5.0. Um, okay. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, so it would have all the monsters and the spells and all that. It's a way more customizable. Um, now, it doesn't look like the um, tabletop simulator with like the 3D um, icons and stuff. It looks more like top down. Um, but there is like the fog of war uh, thing on there. You guys were talking about before. Um, they call it dynamic lighting. So you can't see the entire dungeon without um, going there. I'm fine with that, and that makes sense. That's how most of those things are anyway. Anyway, let's save the rest of this for after the show. Um, the The long and short of it is, hopefully soon we plan on maybe doing a D&D show. I'm not really sure how that's going to work. Harlan and, and myself have not played before. Wait. Um, but Scott this is new to it. You haven't played D and D? No, no. I I confessed on like a previous show that I had to turn in my nerd card because I never have. Yeah, I no, did not know that you two are a fake nerd. No, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm Next a. You're going to tell me you never I played Star Magic: The Gathering a lot, a long time, like when I was, you know, twelve. Are, are you going to tell me you never seen Star Trek, Bruce? Uh. I'm, a, I'm I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Yeah, I've I've never seen Star Trek either. Uh, these I mean, these I've, are confessions I've that I thought episodes. Like, I, I I I it didn't really do anything for me. I watched the campy, first, and I get it. And I guess if you were a kid during that era, that was super cool stuff. But I just I watched the first I three episodes of Star Trek, um, way Which back one? when on Amazon, like the original, like okay. Star Trek. And I appreciated it for what it was, but I just couldn't. I just, yeah. it, it just didn't fit with me. Just this and Dungeons and Dragons are like two of my. 
they're two pillars of nerddom that I've always been your embarrassed. Two greatest regrets. What is it? Your your two greatest nerd regrets. Well, they're just they're things that I, as a nerd, I'm embarrassed about. So I don't, I normally don't confess that like I've never done either. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not into Star Trek, and I've never played D and D or Star any Trek. tabletop RPG for that matter. I well, guess unless unless you count Risk, I used to play a lot of Risk, the D and D thing. But well, I don't think that counts. The last thing I'll say about the D&D stuff for tonight is that um, first, well, for two things. I need to note if I need to tell her that, yes, we're down for her um, running the game for us for a little bit. And then the second thing, if you got either way, you guys need to look into what kind of class you might want to play. Um, and I've linked all the books and all that stuff in the thing and don't don't think there is no like meta like world of warcraft or any other mmo you may have played they'd be like oh well the mage does the most damage just 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 think about what character you'd like to role play as and then we can build around that i mean shouldn't there be one of each of the kind of archetypes though well yeah there's shouldn't there be just one rogue and uh, some kind of tanky type person uh, and some kind of healy type person like if we can't have four fucking entertain chaos, which gets to be even more entertaining. Yeah, so we, we established I, I can't be a uh, can't be a dwarf merchant. Right. Well, it, <laughs> you can't. You're in our party. You're gonna sell stuff to us at, at profit. <laughs> Inflated rates. Step well, I mean, one: collect underpants. <laughs> Coming uh, out next week, the after lodge. <laughs> Yeah, Bruce, to answer your question... I'm, 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 le- I'm leaving Harlan's party already. <laughs> Bruce, to, to answer your question, you don't necessarily have to do, like, one tank, one healer, you know, three DPS. You could do it that way, but, like, the way it's set up is, is that, like, even if there's no healers in the group, let's pretend we're all just warriors. Um, the, um, the DM <laughs> would have to set... really dumb. It is really dumb, but I'm just saying, like, we're all a non-magic, non-healing class. Okay. All right. Um, potions go a long way in D&D. Uh, first aid goes a long way in D&D. Um, there's other ways to get healed than just magic. Okay. Uh, uh, again, we need to move this to a, a potential D&D show and... and... We'll make, slide back towards topic tonight. And to our uh, other closet fake nerd listeners, um, if we publish this stuff, it'll be a it'll be a sideline show. It, it won't be in like the main series. So those of you who are not interested, yeah, no, that that will not be the After Lodge podcast. Yeah. That will be dungeon. If this hasn't entertained you, then you won't have to hear this shit twice. Podcast, right? Well, except the mainline show that you have to keep listening to. Even yeah. if you hate it, because Absolutely. you owe us something for some reason. No We're entitled. We, well, we need no our matter, Canada dry money. Look, no matter what you call the side, the side um, D&D podcast or whatever, it needs to be like the title, then colon, an After Lodge podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll probably throw it up like on our, it, I'll probably have it on our website. Like it'll, we'll, we'll officially endorse it. It just won't be part of the part of the the straight feed like if you're if you listen to us in your regular podcast app you're not going to be interrupted by D things right that that will not be in this feed. But if you're interested it will be easy to find yeah no totally well like once we start it we're going to be permanent on this show every episode so you know it is what it is 
Yeah. At least until we can all go back to Lodge and do real masonry and then we lose interest. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. As of right now, what is it, like June? Well, I don't know. I, I was uh, there, there. Did you get the survey from uh, from the most worshipful? I got the survey. I haven't even started it yet. Did you complete the cert? Okay, that's that was yeah. So none of the options are good, Scotty. And there's no like free form something else box. Submit your own. So it's kind of so a the line here. You're not the boss of me. Send. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a fraternity without me would have a free-form comment box. Well, you know. But... Uh, no, I, I sent it back like five minutes after I got it because it, it came in like right when I was checking my email and I was like, oh, this will be fun. And I thought there was going to be a, some like way I could be, you know, trite. But uh seems that the Grandmaster has headed me off already. He was like, "This is your menu. Pick a dish." Are we allowed to discuss the 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 options? Yeah, that was uh, just be non-specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, it, the options were basically. Can I read them? I'm looking at them. A is wait until be well, non-specific. B or C is wait until government mandated social distancing ends. The other options are different variations on. You can have Lodge, but it's limited to X brothers per whatever the government standard is at the time. If there's more than that, the master has to decide who has to leave, and you can do no degree work and serve no food. Is it really Lodge if you don't serve food before the meeting? Come on, come on. That was my question. Um, I. It's weird because the food thing is not the one that bothered me out of those two. Huh. I'm just joking mostly. Yeah, um, so the you can't confer any degrees was also problematic because, again, you know, what's why are we here? What's really the point? However, there is some amount of worth in the the inner core of the lodge, those I mean, of us who are desperate yeah, for fraternal attention to be able to see each other. Um, but we were already talking about ways to do that without an official lodge meeting like you know the parking lot fire pit party um that wouldn't be an official lodge function and thus not under the purview of whatever restrictions are in place so basically i just botched the survey i don't remember what i said because i was like ah none of this matters they're all equally terrible you know I, all you of the options include all the options include no degree work until this whole thing ends. So I know the Grandmaster. I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm friends with him. And we've had many a long conversation about many a long thing. Um, and then I, I know he's doing his best with what he's got and what he's got to do. But for me, reading these three options, I just want to take – the one that says, you know what, I don't even want to do it unless I can do it. And at this point, I would rather just those other two of telling brothers that they can't come in or there's you can't serve food. No, no degree work like what Bruce said. You guys said, what what's the point of what we're Why are we here? So, um, yeah, I would go with the option if it was up to me. 
I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd wait until we can fully open. Screw it. Because I'm not going to waste my time with something that I'm not getting. Um, you know, my, and I hate to say it this way that I'm not getting my dues money out of really, because I'm going for, for uh, I, I get more uh, fraternal relations here than I, than I do. Well, Scotty, we will happily take your dues money. I know you would. It's mine's cheaper still. So chill. Uh, but you know, it, Oh no, I didn't mean my lodge. I meant like the podcast will happily take your money. Oh, speaking of, if I'm going to run the game, y'all going to have to give me some money to do that. But, uh, <laughs> COVID, but, uh, I'm joking, but still, I don't even uh, know what to say to that. Like, I don't know if I should be impressed or outraged or both. I think it, I think it's both, both, it's both. What? That is that you get to pay me to run the game. Yeah, I'm like impressed and also outraged. You you're going places, sir. You are going places. <laughs> well, the subscription to the DM thing is five bucks. I can handle that. It's not a problem. Uh, and she's already got the program, so we don't have to pay her anything. But uh, getting back on topic, the uh, I honestly I want everything back to normal with my lodge, or I don't want my lodge. I will I will do the things like you're saying. The social distancing party in the parking lot all day and night, but the actual lodge meetings, just someone go in and pay the bills because I don't really care about that anyway. I'm just going to vote yes to pay the bill anyway, and then just come out and we can just chill out around the bonfire. You say that, but your next meeting, you're going to be reading the bills for your lawyer's fee for that thing I took care of. You probably just want to vote yes on that too. Um. My lodges. Yeah. Did yeah. you do, did you legit do something for my lodge? I don't know about. No, no, actually, I, I didn't. There's there's other there's other uh, Masonic attorneys who your lodge would be much better served with. Um, so. All right, but uh, yeah, but I mean, if you're just gonna vote yes on everything, I mean, I'll just send you guys a bill. I don't actually have to do any work. There's rarely any discussion on anything uh, when it comes to the bills. Like they just say, "Yep, this this we voted on this. This is what we have to pay for." Blah blah blah. Pay it. Pay the bills. Oh, okay. You guys got it easy. Our lodge. We have. We had to put all of our bills on automated payments because if we didn't, there was a twenty minute discussion about each bill. Mm. Like I remember the days of well, we got the the gas bill and it's whatever, and then that segues into a. We need to be setting the thermostat at this. No, it needs to be at this and only on between these hours. And we should use space heaters. And, and it just, yeah, it was bad. So we just, all the bills are on auto pay now. Yeah. So we don't have to argue about how many times it's acceptable to flush the toilet to try to lower the water bill. My point is that a, cons uh, a consent agenda would go a long way for our lodge and um, we wouldn't have to meet. We just send it all out and just say, if you have an issue with it, just send an email back and say, I have an issue. Um, yeah, but, but then what would you do at your meeting? Real masonry. But but that is real masonry. You mean make pancakes? What? Yeah. No, you mean make pancakes, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. The okay. um, All right. I, was, I mean, I was pancakes, concerned there for a minute, Scott. I, I didn't sometimes know. we'll make waffles. Mm, I mean, as long as you're still That's making pretty clanny, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Is this some stuff? Waffles? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 
But you know, I'm I'm all for those um those side get-togethers if you want to do that. I mean, at that point, you're not mandating anybody. It's private property. Your your lodge owns it. Um, and if you're socially distancing, that's yeah. that's no big deal oh, either. We're we're going a step further. See, so we're going to have the master put out word on Slack that this type of gathering is expressly forbidden. So that way the lodge is covered because we're all just squatting. Like the lodge never said you could be there doing that. <laughs> there you like, go. That's so if anybody's got any problem, we can just be like, no, the master said this is unacceptable. This is just individual brothers causing trouble. Y'all, my lodge in the parking lot. My lodge has got seven acres of lot that is on the other side of a hill that we we could get away with just about anything we wanted really you just put up just the right amount of um privacy Ooh. screening yeah can we get like those like those those uh those confessional boxes like at the parish bruce can we borrow some of those <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> those are just at will you go up and take some it's like leave a penny take a penny i legitimately have never seen one of those in leave a confession penny. take the box mm-hmm <laughs> Father, forgive me because I'm about to steal this thing. What? Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I've, I've always, I don't know. That's always been one of those like, uh, like uh, mysterious things about Catholicism because, you know, I don't have anything like that. So they fascinate me. Kind of always just wanted, like, what's one of the, what's the inside even look like? Like, is it just a box? Just think of it this way, Harlan. It was one of the, <laughs> It's like a phone booth with a bench, but like finished in wood. Yeah, and on top of that, oh. just think of confession for Catholics, like one of the first like um, therapy sessions that you could get, like back in medieval times. Think of it like church, but smaller. Okay, like it's what I mean. It's just it's and more, just and more you and the accusatory. You and the, you and the I priest. What I said, John. <laughs> I've been in one. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How long's it been, John? Now you don't have to tell us that. Holy so, crap. <laughs> uh, it's double digit years since yeah. I've... So it's just you and the priest. So it's not that big. Wait, but there's like a screen, right? So like he yeah, can't yeah. see you. It's not like Father. Well, I mean, depending on the parish, Father O'Grady might be sitting there on a bench waiting for you to have a seat. Yeah, in the uh, space available. But can he see you? Like, but does he know who you are? Usually, like, they can figure it out. Um, there's, here's, there's like a mesh screening between the huh. two. Like, here's a really good example. Just go watch Boondock Saints because there's a great confessional scene in there that's bloody hilarious. <laughs> I have to do that. I because all I really know is that the the priest parishioner privilege is the only legal privilege stronger than the attorney client one. Like, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it is absolute. And unequivocal, no exceptions. That's right. Give me another year and a half, and I will trump you, counselor. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I've, I've always thought that was jealous. Jealous. Maybe maybe than, a, than, a, than a doctor patient. It is. Reality. Well, the attorney-client privilege. Attorney-client's usually stronger than the doctor-patient one. Like it's. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. why isn't isn't health more important than law? Now, from my no. understanding, you can even no. tell a priest you murdered somebody, and they can't go tell anybody. Well, no. So yes. your your attorney, yes, I'm right. Yes, your attorney right. can't tell anybody that to. either. Like no, the attorney-client privilege ends with future acts. So, well, that, well, that's why. Um, if you tell your lawyer 
that I killed my wife, he can't tell anybody that. If you tell your lawyer that I'm going to kill my wife, he has to tell somebody. Right. The well, difference there is your to attorneys. If you tell your priest, had Walter White give him a dollar. He did, but that doesn't that that's TV fiction. <laughs> but but if you tell your priest I'm going to kill my wife, the priest has the discretion. He can or cannot call the authorities like okay but the purpose of a confessional is to tell the priest the things you've done not the things you're going to do right that's true unless you're daredevil unless you're daredevil right no because that's when the confessional seal gets a little uh dicey he's like no i'm I'm gonna go do this oh really (laughs) then it's essentially the priest's duty to act (laughs) to not let that happen or at least try to dissuade it from happening yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Harlan's eyebrows are distracting me greatly. <laughs> My eyebrows? They are dancing all over the place. Yeah, there's there's another party off camera that's giving mm-hmm. me his eyebrows are mm-hmm. just worried they're going to get well, usurped by his hair. That that, that party was told that this show was supposed to be half an hour, and that was an hour and a half ago. So yeah, I got, I, I got I further to worry about. Why don't you uh, rescind power to that party? I suppose Wait, I should. I got a question. That. These are usually good. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? What? Huh? Cool, Scotty. What? I thought you had a question. No. No, not really. Uh, huh? Hey, right, well, since I'm being summonsed uh-huh. by a power far greater than that of any stonemason, far greater. Um, I suppose at this point. I will uh, leave y'all to talk amongst yourselves. Or we could end the show. I, I don't. In the yeah. show, Harlan. Bruce. It was supposed to be 30 minutes. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 245. The After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan. Uh, yeah. Damn. Seriously. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. I, I wish I had one job. Yeah. Find no, us on. You have like 17 jobs. Or Twitter right. at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with me on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. And of course, you can always find us on the Freemasonry or After Lodge subreddits or just find my eyebrows on Instagram, <laughs> I guess, since that's a I thing. feel like they don't dance like they do just now. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Until next week, brothers. May the sun shine in your face and the virus stay at your back. Later, y'all. Bye. Watch it.